0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Carry On, brought to you by Nation's Finest, where our mission for the last 50 years has been to support America's military veterans and their families with a comprehensive approach to housing, health, and employment that helps them to achieve self-sufficiency and reach their full potential. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or 833-468-9676. I'm your host, Mark Miller, Army Veteran and Communications Director for Nation's Finest. Our guest today, Gene Durham, is a retired Marine Corps officer who now coaches executive leaders, Jean first enlisted in 1999, starting her career as an aviation operations specialist. Among many duty locations in this role, she deployed to al-Assad, Iraq, in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2007. After that deployment, Jean was accepted to the Marine Enlisted Commissioning Education Program at Savannah State University, where she earned a bachelor's degree and her commission in the, as a Marine Corps officer. As a lieutenant, and eventually as a captain, Jean served as a public affairs officer in numerous locations such as Paris Island, Camp Lejeune, Norfolk, Virginia, and overseas duty in Libya. Jean now works as an executive leadership coach with Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching and joins us to share her story of transition from the Marine Corps to the world of business. Jean Durham, thank you so much for joining us here today on Carry On.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much for inviting me, Mark.
0: <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you.
1: Jean, I want to start by asking,
0: when you started your own business, do you feel that your experience in the Marine Corps helped you to be able to do that? And and what were the lessons that you brought with you from the Marine Corps that helped you when when starting your own business?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, the the things that I have been taught, or I've I've learned, or been um, just you know helped along the way with in my Marine Corps career is just invaluable. I I remember one of the first lessons I learned when I was 18 years old, and I was a private first class, and my gunny gave me a tasker. You know, an hour goes by, and I come back to him, and I'm like, Gunny, I. I, I've hit a, a stopping point like I I don't think that I can accomplish this for you and he said Durham <laughs> you're going to run into a lot of roadblocks obstacles don't treat them as if as their dead ends you go around you go over you go under um, you're going to you're going to run into this a lot. So just you keep pushing forward. And that has, I mean, now that we're adults and we've been through challenges and and experienced so much, it seems so easy. Like, duh, you know, of course. But uh, that was just, it was game changing for me. And I have have always thought that throughout my entire career and still forward.
0: And the stopping point at the time, I'm guessing, was probably something rather minor but at the time it was enough to stop you and and now you're dealing with much larger issues much much bigger issues running your own business
1: clearly absolutely oh gosh it was so minor it's i'm not even going to reveal what it was because it was so minor and i I would be embarrassed
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well we won't try to drag it out of you we'll just leave it at that but uh now you've got me curious though so (laughs) now you coach executives to help them become better leaders and of course you have some academic background in leadership but how many of your lessons come from or are kind of informed by your military experience
1: oh definitely i i'm lucky that with the coaching that i do there is a structured system there is a uh, a coach like an actual coaching system that we use um but I get to put in my own personal experience in um, what I've experienced through the Marine Corps. Oh my gosh. Um, I have plenty of examples, (laughs) good and bad. Um, But I, I, I always fall back on those whenever I'm speaking to anyone because they are so relevant. Like leadership is just one of those things like it, it does change. Sure, it can evolve, but the, 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 like the core lessons, will, it's always going to be the same.
0: So those lessons that go way back, maybe even those lessons like, hey, you think you need my help to mm-hmm. overcome this obstacle. You see this obstacle as a stopping point, but you don't need my help. The answer is already in you and you can find that. You just need to work a little harder to find it. So you're talking about lessons like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of the, another major leadership lesson that I've learned is that, you know, the people are going to have these billets. You're going to get these awesome promotions within the military. And you're like, yes, I'm finally the, you know, for instance, the operations officer. And yeah, it it provides you some sort of, um, I don't want to use the word power, but, you know, along those lines, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be great at that because you have that power you still need to be a a servant leader and you need to take care of your people and therefore you know it makes makes the job easier for everyone around
0: that's a great segue to my next question so you talk about the concept of power or whether it's right to use that word or not and we look at the concept of wasta that (laughs) word we used in the middle east and you think about that in terms of your military background and your military experience, do those aspects of your background buy you some more credibility or, or respect with your clients? And, and I'm guessing so, so if, if so and when it does, when do you convert that respect and that, and that power that it gives you, that credibility, when do you convert that to showing, hey, there's something behind it, there's, there's material behind that?
1: Right. Yeah. I, um, I don't start off with saying that, Hey, I've, I've had 22 plus years experience. That's it. That's almost what I use as like the, the hook line and sinker part. You know, I, I say, yes, I've had multiple years of experience in leadership, but then, you know, if I need to move in there, like people, so many people I've talked to, they just love veterans because the experiences that we've had are just nothing like anybody has ever had before. And we're, we're, we're disciplined, we're organized, we're reliable. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would have to say that me being a veteran you know provides me just that much more uh, credibility. Sure.
0: <laughs> sure. It doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with that at all. If you can pull some credibility as a veteran because of your uh, knowledge and and experience and in your current field and you 're willing to bring that to the table that that seems completely legit and it and it sounds like you are willing to bring that to the table
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> what about our veterans out there listening now who are thinking about hiring a professional coach, whether that 's for leadership or or some other uh, professional needs, what should they consider? When, first of all, making the decision whether or not to hire a professional coach, and then a step deeper, what, what should they look for when vetting those coaches? And uh, we're just hoping that you might be able to give us some, some inside knowledge on this.
1: Yeah. Um, well, what I've noticed a little bit is that uh, a, lot of, a lot of folks don't think that they need a coach um, when they, they do. Because there are so many ways that we can help, and we want to help. That's that's why we become coaches. I mean, it's not, it's not, um, it's not easy, and so we really have passion, and we really love what we do. So we really want to help you. <laughs> so, but if if someone is looking for a coach, whether it's executive or or life or you know spiritual or or whatever it may be, find a coach that you feel comfortable with that you can you have a, a good connection with because that's it's not gonna work if uh if you just meet someone and they're not really vibing with you and then they're expected to coach you. No, that's not gonna work. So shop around, absolutely.
0: So it's not just a straight resume or specific questions they should ask, but that's a that's a great point you make that you need to have that mutual respect that ease of communications and that that vibe as you say it might sound kind of informal but really it's important to be able to communicate at that level of comfort
1: yep definitely because there there's there's this element of vulnerability that everyone's going to go through with their coach and that's what we want we want people to to open up and to dig deep and to, to talk um, and you can't do that if you're uncomfortable or you're not comfortable with the person that you're with. so yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, then you're gonna end up being more shielded, not be willing to you know show that vulnerability like you talked about, and just won't be as productive that way. Exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. So let's flip this coin to the other side. Mm-hmm. What about our veterans out there listening who may be thinking about becoming coaches themselves? Maybe they just retired from the military or just transitioned out of the military, and they're looking at a career in coaching. You, you may be thinking to yourself, uh, don't do it, <laughs> or, or the, you know there's probably some pretty hard parts that folks don't realize, and some really rewarding parts uh, as well that, that would make folks want to become a coach. Tell us about both.
1: Sure. I'll start with the, we'll start with the negative first and then, you know, end on a positive note. So the negative is that there are are a lot of us, um, now in conjunction with the amount of people in the United States or in the world, there are very few of us, but it's, it's a lot of work because, um, talking to to folks that, you know, and they think they know they need some coaching. It's, it's a, a very, it's a nurturing thing. So you, You got to really work hard, um, to, to get your clients and it's not easy whatsoever. Uh, I know that me leaving the military, you know, we have these high expectations. We know what we're capable of. We like results. We like them fast. We're like, yeah, we're going to go out there and we're going to get some clients. We're going to change the world, but it's not as easy as that. Uh, so I would, I would caution whoever wants to do that, that. That is in front of them. Um,
0: so you don't wake up one morning and say, "Hey, look at this! I've got 30 clients on the books, and I'm I'm trying to balance each one of them." I got it. Each each individual one is a nurturing process.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, and and that makes sense because you're going to want to nurture and you want to you know talk and and uh, and get to know your your potential clients. So it is a part of the process, but it is a very long process. Um, but in the positive note, like. When you when you do attain those clients, it's just you know that every single conversation that you have with them is changing. It's helping. It's getting them, you know, whether it's reigniting their passion for what they do or it's um, helping them, you know, dig down deep and. In, in, realize like their self-worth like yes i can go out there and do that build some confidence get some self-empowerment back in my life so it's very fulfilling selfishly i guess i have to say but very fulfilling for me to be able to do that for folks well that's
0: great information on both sides uh you know sounds pretty cool to be your own boss and enjoy that freedom on the flip side of that when you are your own boss there's no boss to go to and say hey i've i've hit a stopping point i'm having some trouble i guess you could say it in the mirror right yep
1: so success or failure it's all mine which is
0: a privilege but then a responsibility as well that makes sense on both sides of it that is great advice for those out there looking to potentially become a coach If we could, I'd like to zoom out for a moment. What would be your advice to our fellow veterans out there just at large, whether that's about uh, running your own business or professionalism in general, the transition? We look at this as you're someone who's definitely transitioned successfully, and uh, maybe not everyone would want to transition the same way you did. But what's your one-over-the-world advice to, to our fellow veterans out there, uh, just life in general?
1: Absolutely. We as veterans have something different from everybody else. We have a lot that we can bring to the table. Um, I have a saying that I tell myself, I, I never give up, ever. And veterans have that within them that's built into their character, so if someone wants to transition out and they want to get this one specific job or work in this one industry, go and get it. Because you know, what? I've talked to a lot of business owners. They love veterans. They want to hire veterans because of what we do bring to the table. I know I mentioned that earlier, but um, I think that when you transition out, the confidence, there's, there's, it starts to decrease because you're scared. It's like I was in the Marine Corps for 22 years. I, this is all I knew. And now I'm gonna go own oh, my own business. Oh my gosh. So remember who you are, remember what you've been through and what you've got inside of you, and you can accomplish what you want.
0: Outstanding advice, really, really solid advice there. And and I hope our audience feels the same. That that's really something to take away. Gene, if people liked what they heard today, they want to get a hold of you for coaching or further advice, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, um, I do have a website. It's Gene um, Durham, Executive Coach uh, for Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching, or I have an email, and that's jdurham at IntelligentLeadershipEC.com.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks a lot, Mark.
0: And thank you to all of you who joined us today. We'll be back next week discussing issues relevant to veterans and those who care about them. If you or a veteran, you know, needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. The sound editing for this episode was provided by Andrew Miller. If you liked what you heard today, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again, and as always, carry on.